Blog Talk Radio. Hello there, Dr. Ross Green here, coming to you from, as always, the offices of Lives in the Balance here in suddenly balmy Portland, Maine, here on our first program of 2014. This place was frigid a few days ago, but we are in the midst of that rain thing that's coming through now the East Coast. Of the United States, and we are about to get whacked again with frigid temperatures, but we are enjoying the balmy, high 40-degree Fahrenheit weather that we are having today, rainy though it might be. Uh, Well, of course, what are we going to do on the first program of 2014? Well, it's not only the first program of 2014, it's the first Monday of the month, and that means it's a parents' panel day. Always the best program of the month, in my humble opinion. And as always, we have with us Anna. How are you today? Hello. Good. How are you? I am well. And we have Susie. How are you today? Good. Thanks, Dr. Green. Hi, Anna. Hey, Susie. How are you doing? Good. So as we often do on these parent panel days, I'm going to try to get out of the way as quickly as possible. But We do have a theme for today's program, and it's one that um, I and the parents panel, Susie and Anna, agree we neglect uh, often, not only on the Lives and Balance website, but also sometimes even on this program, and that is siblings. And today is totally devoted to siblings of behaviorally challenging kids, and um, we do have a special guest on today's program, and that is the sibling of a behaviorally challenging kid, a formerly behaviorally challenging kid, we should say. But let's, before we bring her on, and she's now an adult herself, a young adult, um, Susie and Anna, any things either of you want to say about this topic in general before we bring in the sister who is, was kind enough to agree to be on today's program? Anna, where do you want to start with today's program? I'm I'm really really excited to hear what uh, our sibling has to say. I'm really interested, and also, my kids are eight, twelve, sixteen, and twenty-three, and so uh, mine are younger, and uh, so I'm interested to hear their perspective of this sibling, who I'm pretty sure is a young adult. So. I'm interested to, uh, one of the values I really get from Susie is hearing how things are now the kids are bigger. So I'm interested to hear that part of it. Susie, do you want to weigh in before we start? Sure. Um, I have a few things that I wanted to add. Kids with social, emotional, and behavioral problems have a serious impact on families in general and siblings in particular. Life in our house was a nightmare. I had a son who was angry, violent, and explosive. He was melting down at least seven or eight times a day. 
He had an older brother who was fairly able to take care of himself, but he also had a little sister, and she bore the brunt of his rage. He tortured her with his meanness and impatience. Even though you have to concentrate on the challenging child, you also have to be very aware that the challenging child can have an adverse effect on other people in the family, namely the siblings. My daughter was afraid to be in our house half the time. During an explosion, the older brother would shout code red to his sister, put a bicycle helmet on her head, and take her out to the car to sit with him until it was safe to come back inside. This went on for years. The challenging child takes lots of time and energy. It's crucial to check in with the other children to see how they're feeling. Perhaps it's neglected or afraid. Sometimes you have to probe a few times, even if your child says they're all right. Keep probing. Keep on top of the situation. In our case, it was especially tough because my daughter was very private and kept her feelings in. Despite my checking in, my daughter seemed to be handling it all in stride. Even though she seemed fine, she wasn't. As a parent, I'm here to tell you that you need to be so sensitive and vigilant to the other children. Watch for clues. They may say something even one time. Please try not to blow past it. This is almost an impossible task as you are dealing with lots of very difficult problems and you have to prioritize. The siblings may need additional support from a doctor, clergy, family member, friend, or even a mental health professional. They may need to get outside help for the siblings so they have a chance to say how things are going at home, how they're feeling, because they don't want to add to their parents' burden. The siblings may not feel comfortable to express their feelings to their parents. Be listening and pay attention to the pediatrician and teachers because they may notice something as well. Um, I had some thoughts about what Plan B did to help our situation, but um, I can weigh in on that later. Okay. But the the impression you're giving mm-hmm. is that this was very hard, and, and we're going to hear it from... Uh, your daughter, but it sounds like this was ex- not just having a behaviorally challenging kid, but having your other children be affected by it was extremely difficult. And we're going to hear about it from sister, but difficult for you as well. Can you talk about that a little bit? Because we want to bring her on, obviously. Can you talk about that a little bit in terms of difficult for you as a parent, seeing siblings being affected by your behaviorally challenging son? Um, For me, family is of the utmost importance, and it was always one of my dreams to have children and to have children that got along and enjoyed being in each other's company. So um, around the time that our son 
started to deteriorate and this affected his siblings and our family um it was it was heartbreaking for me as a parent because this is not what i expected when i thought about having children um it's it's very disruptive it's um the extreme volatility and inflexibility requires constant vigilance and enormous energy. Um, there's little time for the other children and significant other family and friends. Um, those are some of the important points I wanted to make. Anna, you've had you have siblings who are affected as well um, want to fill us in a little bit on that before we bring in sister at our house um, we are, are we have a pretty open door policy we live in a very tight little neighborhood it's a lot of kids going in and out all the time and it is difficult for my youngest when you know, different people come in or very much of his siblings have a friend over that is really brings out challenges for him. And so one of the kind of bars is that they people who come over have to be tolerant of his behavior and uh, which often comes out in rude words or inappropriate. He'll say inappropriate things thinking he's being funny when it just makes people uncomfortable. And so... That, I think, has been one of the effects on his siblings is who comes over is uh, dependent on, like, that's like the friend bar. It has to pass the sibling litmus test of his little brother. And uh, so that, I think that's one of the the things that is pretty constant in, in our house is uh, navigating that. Got it. So, I mean, I think for many families, this is a very personal thing. So, um, Susie, and we're about to bring your daughter on, we really appreciate you doing this. Now, let me see. I have two numbers that, it, that we could be bringing your daughter on here. Um, sis, are you on this line? Yes. Let me get this other one. Sis, are you on this line? Hello. Hey there. Hi. Thank you for having me. I, we really appreciate you doing this. This is um, above and beyond the call of duty as far as I'm concerned, and I think this is a pretty personal thing, so we really appreciate it. Um, Want to give us any insights about what it's like to be the sibling of a behaviorally challenging sibling? And um, here's, here's the good news. I'll start with the good news. Things are a whole lot better now, I'm led to believe. Um, mm-hmm. But we're talking about back then. What was it like back then? Uh, it certainly wasn't easy, um, especially being the youngest one. And, you know, and being a girl, he's, uh, he's your older brother. Um, at, you know, at the time, he was uh, working out, like, crazy and so he was very very strong and very big 
and so that didn't exactly uh, help to the situation. Um, but I distinctly remember hiding, and uh, like my mom said, my oldest brother, uh, you know, taking me to the car, taking me out to protect me, um, and it was just very hard for me to understand at the time because I would see uh, my friend's siblings. And, yeah, they would have their little fights, but it certainly wasn't anything like this, and I just couldn't understand what was so different and, uh, you know, why our house was like this. What do you understand now about that? That uh, my brother's brain chemistry, and this did take me a long time to understand, it's just it's completely different from... Uh, most other people where he really didn't have the skills naturally to deal with um, this explosive anger and he may not have had the right words and so they came out as these you know terribly ugly slurs and uh, you know being violent he just he didn't know how to interact with parts of his family and uh, he just needed some skills. It was just in his brain chemistry that he didn't have any of those. Sounds like an extremely unpleasant situation, especially for you. Sometimes mm-hmm. people who are in extremely unpleasant situations that don't, that aren't easily changed, get mad. Mm-hmm. or they get sad. What did you get? Uh, I think certainly both. Um, you know, I remember being little, and there were times where I would be mad at my brother. It would be almost just to entice him. However, that would end up uh, backfiring on me because then I, you know, would just get, uh, you know, physically and uh, verbally abused. Um, However, I did turn um, probably saddest the most. Um, I think one of the things my mom said was, um, you know, having a kid talk to an outside source because, you know, when you're the child and you see that your parents or your parent is, uh, you know, dealing with a child like this, and it's so, so stressful, and you might not be feeling okay, you don't, you might not want to feel like you want to burden them anymore. So um, a part of me wishes that I had, you know, talked to an outside source more at the time, um, but, you know, could have, would have, should have. I can't tell you how many people you just helped just by saying that because I think that it's not a well-known perspective that siblings who are in your position don't want to speak up because they don't want to burden their parents further. Mm -hmm. And what you're saying is your parents further. Uh, Susie? Anna, any questions that you'd want to ask? 
let me keep going. Sometimes siblings who are in your position get mad at their parents because they feel like they want their parents to make it stop. Do you remember feeling that way? Yes. Um, I certainly remember that. You know, I just really did. You just wanted it to stop, and you were desperate for any way. And uh, I did find myself a lot of times after I would get angry, and like I said, probably entice them more than I should have, you just kind of give up and walk away. Because, again, it's another burden on, you know, that on your parents or your parents, um, and you just want to make the situation go away if they can't make it go away at this point. Mm-hmm. Sounds like it's your style to not want to burden people. Yes, I would agree with that. Um, that's interesting because that made you less likely to speak up even though you were going through a lot by having a sibling like this. Mm-hmm. Were, were, were there times when it was pleasant between you and your brother? Um, at that time? Um, yeah, back then. Yeah. Um, hmm. I certainly, I remember always admiring him. I don't know if that was uh, another element of fear. I'm not sure if that makes sense. But, uh, you know, he was always a very funny guy. And uh, he he was a good athlete. Uh, he had a lot of friends. Um, so happy times with him? I don't think so. But I I do remember laughing occasionally at some things that, you know, he said or did, but I think it is mostly fear. Mm-hmm. Let me ask a uh, hard question, especially since you don't like to burden people. Um, as you reflect back on this, what do you wish... <laughs> Anything, what do you wish had been done differently, if anything? It sounds like one thing you said is, um, I wish I had made a little noise about what I was going through so that I could have had somebody to talk to earlier. Mm -hmm. Is there anything else, aside from the fact that you wish you didn't have a sibling who had behavioral challenges, (laughs) once you did, is there anything about your situation that, looking back, you wish had been different? Um, that would have made things better for you? I think the main thing was just, and, you know, I don't blame my parents for for this just because I did put on a nice facade and they wouldn't have been able to to tell that anything was going on with me. Um, But I think whether or not the child, you know, like you said, makes noise about it, just to have them talk to somebody, you know, whether, uh, you know, whether it's um, a professional or, 
you know, clergy member, teacher, but just having an outside source would have really, really helped um, because you don't feel like you're burdening them as much as you would your parent. Um, and I do think that if uh, if I had talked to somebody then, then I, uh, you know, may not have struggled with uh, some of the things that, um, you know, I did after uh, my brother wasn't as bad and, you know, some of the things that I do struggle with now. Um, and I guess I wish that uh, they would have found, uh, you know, this method or this program before things had gotten so bad. Well, you just helped people a lot again because what you're saying is that even if it looks like the sibling of the behaviorally challenging child is doing just fine, um, and in your case, it sounds like it, you're pretty upfront about it. I was putting on a pretty good show that I was fine. Um, make sure they have somebody to talk to anyways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, you know, even if they say they're fine, they might feel fine on, you know, most of the time. Chances are there's usually that little bit of them. It's always going to upset somebody when you see a sibling acting this way. So it's just good to talk. It's not always the most pleasant thing, and um, you may not feel so comfortable with it right away, but it's just so important that I can't stress it enough. (laughs) Because the kid who's being brought into treatment usually is the behaviorally challenging child. Right, they're the Um, focus. Right. Um, do, do you remember feeling neglected? That How come he's getting all the help? Um, or do you not remember feeling that way? Uh, I felt... No, I felt neglected in the ways that, um, you know, I would see him getting all of these things. And, of course, there's always that sibling jealousy. But it was more so because you feel like this kid is just so nasty to you and your family that why is he getting all of you know these presents? They seem like rewards. Or uh, I remember actually I found out myself that I needed to get glasses by putting on uh, my oldest brother's glasses and then I could see better. Um, but, you know, little things that don't make you, don't make you feel like you're always the priority or that you know you know there's always someone who your parent would rush to first because um you know they really need you and things will get ugly very quickly if the parent isn't there mm-hmm. so it sounds like another big point that you'd want to make to parents of a behaviorally challenging child is and this is hard to do, but no matter how overwhelmed you are by the behaviorally challenging child, do something that is special for the not-so-challenging child. 
Mm-hmm. And then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to weave in point number one, and don't assume just because it looks like the not-so-challenging child is doing just fine that the not-especially-challenging child is doing just fine. Mm-hmm. Now, um, I don't want you to... Go ahead, sorry. No, 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 I just uh, I had to clear my throat. Anna, Susie, any thoughts? Susie, we can't hear you. Still can't. Let me see if I bring Susie in on this line. Susie, try it again. That's not it. As we're trying to get Susie squared away, Anna, as you're listening to this, you have siblings and a behaviorally challenging child. What do you think? Any questions that you want to ask? We may have lost Anna, too. Maybe that's the problem. Let me ask Anna and Susie to call back in because for whatever reason, we're not hearing you. Oh, wait a minute. Here we go. Anna, now you're on the air. I apologize. Here I am. Yep, I'm sorry. Can you hear me now? We can hear you now. Maybe that was uh, some sort of poetry where I wasn't being heard (laughs) in the sibling episode. (laughs) All I was very muted. Freudian. All very Freudian. Yes. That's what this, yes. this program That's is all about, thinking. Freudian. <laughs> I just wanted to thank our sibling for a great, great perspective and how very brave that was for her to come and say all that. With, uh, well, and she's Especially still on with if she's not a boat rocker, then to come and, and to say that. It, it's just so helpful, and thank you. And uh, I would say that that your advice, Ross, about making special time for the siblings, even when they seem like they're fine, is that's my recipe too. Not easy to do. Not my mom used to, to say, if she had ten minutes a day per child, she was she, that was her goal. And uh, it doesn't sound like much, but I uh, ten minutes a day in a busy life is a lot of time. Yes, Susie, you're, you're yes. back on. I apologize for my technological screw up there. No, no problem. Um, yes, and as we also say in solving problems collaboratively and proactively. Um, that even only 15 minutes a day can uh, solve problems, teach skills, and eventually reduce and even eliminate the maladaptive behavior. But I was wondering um, if there was anything, uh, asking my daughter, if there was anything that we did do that helped the situation. Well, 
Oh, hold on. Now you're on. Hello? There you go. On? Okay. Yeah, um, on. I suppose first things first would be, uh, you know, seeing Ross and starting with um, this program where you're starting to work things out. Um, you know, another thing that helped uh, was, you know, my mom would try and spend uh, just a little bit of, not a little bit, she would try to spend time with me um, and talk about things. Um, and I think that's it. Um, you know, uh, she and I were talking last night and uh, she was telling me on these shopping trips where my brother would get, you know, so many things and he'd come home with so many gifts. She was always trying to instill in him, you know, these little lessons about how to talk to people or you can't talk to your sister that way. You know, you can't, you can't throw things or be violent. Um, and I actually didn't know that until last night. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm sure those help. And, um, you know, uh, my father also has a very different way of seeing things a lot of the time. And he usually tries to add humor to a situation. So I think my dad certainly helped me in the fact that, you know, he would try to make things a little funnier. He would explain things just a little differently to me where um, it was a little bit more relatable. So sometimes having, um, you know, if possible, two parents or somebody else who can just explain a situation to a child a little differently, um, I think that helps. That's good. You know, I'd like to get your perspective on this because something I have frequently said to parents, and I've, I've, um, I'm interested in your perspective on this, because it sounds like having people explain things to you helped, but nothing helped as much as actually having, nothing helped you as much as actually having your brother start to do better and getting some problems solved so that he wasn't blowing up about them anymore. Mm -hmm. Something I often say to parents is um, we need to make sure that you are attending to what's going on with the siblings as well, but nothing's going to help as much as getting some of these problems solved so that some semblance of sanity is being brought into your household. What do you think of that perspective? Uh, should I, I should that, I keep saying that? Yeah, yeah. I think that's very true. You know, uh, the proof is in the pudding. I mean, you know, once you see that sibling, and it's not gonna, it's not gonna be you know these huge strides right away. It's really little by little. But once you see that progress, even just you know, the tiniest bit, I think that's, you know, it's comforting. And, you know, I remember at the time I wouldn't, I might not have picked up on that little progress, but uh, after my mom would talk to me and she'd point something out and, you know, she'd say, 
a while ago he would have done this. You know, he's certainly not perfect now, but he didn't do that, and he's trying much harder to stay calm. So I think that that was certainly comforting because we've never had that before. How are things now between you and your brother? You both are young adults now. Mm-hmm. Um, how is it? Um, we actually interact, you know, great. Um, you know, I'm not going to lie just because I think because of my childhood, I am still I'm afraid of him getting angry or upset. Now, I haven't seen him that way in probably seven or eight years or maybe more than that, but it's still just a fear of mine. Um, we actually just got back from a family vacation, and we all had a great time together. So it certainly does get better, um, but I think I will always have that uh you know, that little bit of fear, you know, reservation um, of him getting angry or upset or irritable. So, I mean, for example, when we were there, we were walking around the town, and uh, I think like most people, but my brother gets very, very irritable when he's hungry. And, you know, it's not good for anybody, but for this kid, it just gets ugly quickly. So I was starting to become a little afraid and I think I think my mom would agree to this I began to get very very quiet um, but you know even just a little since we got him something to eat you know he calmed down and it was fine um, you know we both live in uh, pretty far away from each other but we still uh, you know FaceTime keep in touch and we have things to bond over so it's nice. I never would have thought it um, it could have been this way. Hmm. Susie, thoughts? Must be nice to see them despite all they went through. It must be nice to see them actually having a relationship. Oh, my God. It's a dream come true, um, you know, that's after lots of work and my son improving. Um, they are on their way, he and his sister are on their way to a relationship. Um, I just wanted to add that much later my daughter came to understand that her brother did have special needs for the time and attention that he would get. Uh, but... I, uh, as she said, after we just returned from this family holiday, uh, I was reflecting on just how beautifully everybody got along and um, that was after a lot of hard work over the years. Um, you know, it didn't... It didn't come easily and there were two steps forward and sometimes three steps backwards but um, it is a process and the model gave me hope Um, 
sister, are you still worried? I know you're worried that he'll explode and get irritable. Are you worried that he'll say something mean still? Um, I know he's capable of saying very, very mean things. Um, you know, certainly can't predict the future, but I can't, I can't see anything, um, you know, coming up that would really cause him to go back to his old ways and uh, be as extreme as he was. You know, he still gets, you know, he still gets cranky like everybody, but he's not breaking windows or screaming at people. Um, so I'm not, I'm not afraid of it anymore, but, uh, you know, I think it'll always be there, but uh, no, I'm not afraid. Now let me ask, and you don't have to answer this if you think this is too personal, but has he ever given you any indication that he knows how hard it was for you? Um, it's actually interesting that you asked this. Um, you know, over the past couple of years, we've kind of talked about it a little bit. And he says he doesn't remember anything. He can't remember anything from that time. Um, there was one instance where, you know, I was younger and I kind of made fun of him about something that I probably shouldn't have. And uh, I got socked in the middle of my face, like right between my eyes. Um, and so I was talking to him about this a couple of years ago. And, you know, first he was denying it, and I think he still does. But a lot of the other things he says he just doesn't remember. And I actually kind of believe him. Um, but it's still a little bit upsetting when you feel like you've gone through this much and, you know, put up with all of this just for the person not to remember, or worse, when he was denying something like this. Um, but yeah. I think he is remorseful. And so I'm, now I'm sure it's hard for him. Oh, Go ahead, please. No, I was going to say, and I'm sure it's not an easy thing for him to, you know, discuss. I don't think anybody would want to talk about, you know, punching their sister, uh, you know, in the face. And, uh, you know, it's not easy on both ends. That's all. So one more personal one. And then um, we might wrap up our discussion with you, and I might have Anna and Susie weigh in just to end the program as the two parent panel members. So don't answer this one if it's too personal either, but is there anything you'd want to say to your brother? Um, I actually think I had, I told him everything I wanted to say, and um, you know, it was such a long time ago. You know, those things still stay with you, but I'm pretty okay about it now. Um, you know, some of the things I said to him was I told him the things that he would do, um, and that felt good to get off my chest, you know, to the person who was causing me, you know, this much distress. 
Um, and, you know, he saw me struggle with my issues after all of this. Um, and he realizes that there certainly was uh, some correlation between the things that um, I went through with him um, and the things that I was dealing with uh, the aftermath. So I don't know if that really answered your question, but I think that's Anxiety. about it. It's not something we really talk about an- anymore. And mm-hmm. if I wanted to, I'm sure I could. How did he respond? Uh, well, like I said, the majority of it, he really doesn't remember. Um, hmm. And like I said, I, I do believe him on that. Um, he, uh, you know, he was partying a lot at the time. And, um you know, probably with those things, you might black out in certain episodes like that. Um, and, um, you know, the one thing about punching me, he uh, sort of said this. He denied it um, initially, but I think now he's he started to see more that those are things we were making up for fun or to make him feel bad. You know, this happened. I wish I'd... You know, I wish I was lying when I said that my older brother punched his eight-year-old sister in the face. So, Well, we cannot thank you enough for being on today's program, for sharing your thoughts with us. Um, And we wish you the best. Thank you very much. You know, I hope I helped, and uh, thank you for having me. It's really... I really admire the work that you're doing and how much you helped our family. Thank you. And take care. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. So Susie and Anna, we still have about two minutes left here. Any concluding thoughts? Susie, you want to go first? Um, That's okay. You can. You can. I'm just collecting mine. There's there's certain things that are common in every family. They're not just families with challenging siblings. A vision of a perfect family that, you know, we're all going to live on the Walton's farm, you know, that all our kids are going to get along and they're never going to fight. And, it, and it's, it's terrible when, as a parent when your child is both perpetrator and victim because one is clobber and the other. And that's that's every family, well, maybe not every family, but certainly I would think most families, the siblings are fighting. It's just the level or the degree of that fighting and the the hurt that goes along with that and the frequency perhaps. The fact that one sibling gets more attention or one sibling feels left out, I think that those are themes again in every family. So I think this is universal advice that we heard today from our guest. And uh, certainly that, that's, that's what I would say, that it, it's good to hear that, uh, what she had to say and that they are getting along better and uh, she was able to use her voice in the end of it all. 
Susie, final thoughts? Um, I just wanted to say how proud I am of my daughter and how brave and articulate she was. Um, I just want to add that, you know, it's so important to make an appointment to talk with the challenging child. Um, It's very hard to work something out in the heat of the moment. Talk to the siblings after something happened. What could I have done differently? Did I do something that was helpful? Um, You... You know, there was less commotion in our home because Plan B gave my son skills to communicate his frustration problems and helped with flexibility and adaptability. And by the way, I learned new skills as well. Um, Make the time to talk. You can't afford not to because explosions last so much longer. Um, It's a process. Learn to solve problems proactively, not reactively. And children do well if they can, and Plan B helps them to do just that. Thank you for putting your family out there so that all of us could benefit from what you've learned. Um, I will be back next week with another edition of Parenting Your Challenging Child. Um, Thank you, Susie. Thank you, Anna, for another wonderful parents panel. Thank Thank you. you. Take care. Have a good week. Bye, Susie. Bye-bye. Bye, Anna.